Hey there, in this episode of the Strong Mama podcast, I've got a bit of a sensitive topic today, but something that I feel is important to share and talk and learn about, and that is answering the question, can exercise cause a miscarriage? Now, if this feels too sensitive or uncomfortable to talk about and learn about today, then absolutely skip over it and come back to it at a later date. In general, this episode is for you if you're someone who is nervous to exercise in pregnancy because you're scared it will cause miscarriage or will cause any harm to the baby. That is entirely valid. I've been there myself before, and I've just heard this from so many moms that they're nervous and they're uncertain, and the reason that they don't exercise is because they are fearful. And what I see happening here is that there just isn't a lot of factual research-based information that has been shared with us as expecting moms. And research really has come so far over the last couple of decades. So I'll be providing sources for this episode, like research studies, because I don't want to just throw random ideas and opinions at you and I never really do anyways, but for this episode especially, I want to give you the facts about exercise and its correlation, if there is any, to miscarriage with just a goal of helping you make the best decision for your body out of an empowered, educated place instead of a fear-based place. So if that sounds good to you, if you are ready to touch on this topic, let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. All right, mamas, let's dive into this important topic on exercise and miscarriage. Are they related? Are they not? Can we do anything to avoid it? Those are the questions we're going to answer today. And just all in all, I want you to feel educated when you leave this episode, feel empowered with the facts and knowledge to make the best decision for your body. A lot of the things we'll talk about, I just really want you to not feel pressured one way or the other. It is your body, it is your pregnancy, and you get to decide how you support yourself through that. So if you have ever felt nervous to exercise in pregnancy, or maybe you do right now, I just first want to normalize and validate that. You are not in the wrong. You are not abnormal for feeling that way. I have felt that way myself. And on the flip side, if you have experienced a miscarriage, I'm sending you love and just want you to know that it's not your fault. I have unfortunately experienced a miscarriage myself between my first baby and second, and I've supported clients through this time. It's not easy. It's very vulnerable. And the truth is that it's something that happens more often than we think for reasons beyond our control. So first, I just want to lay out what actually is a miscarriage, just some straight up facts. And again, I'm going to be dropping the research studies that I'm pulling these from in the show notes. If you're interested in reading further, this is legit information. So miscarriage is a form of pregnancy loss that occurs up to 20 weeks gestation. After that 20 weeks, it would be considered a stillbirth. 
Miscarriage occurs in about 10 to 20% of known pregnancies. And finally, the primary cause of miscarriage is chromosomal abnormalities. And one study actually found this to be the cause of 82% of first trimester miscarriages. That's a big percentage. So if we think about that, that's about eight in 10 are due to factors completely outside of one's control. So hopefully this will help you reframe any blame or guilt that you may feel if you've already experienced an early pregnancy loss or help alleviate any fears that you yourself could cause a future miscarriage just by exercising and moving your body. Now, some factors have been found to potentially increase the risk of having a miscarriage, such as maternal age, obesity, and alcohol consumption, and that's according to the Mayo Clinic. But at this time, exercise does not appear to cause a miscarriage. Now, with that in mind, I hope that that gives you some peace of mind as we sort of kickstart this episode. And I do want to also just give you some safety tips because it is important, of course, that we are using safety when we are exercising in pregnancy. You know, this is not to say like, oh yeah, it's a free for all and all that stuff, but we do need to take into account like temperature and heat because in those early pregnancy stages, if we are overheating, it is also a potential likelihood that the fetus could be overheating as well. So I'm going to give you some tips here in just a few minutes, but first I just want to cover some of the like typical fear-based things that are thrown out or some typical like blanket statements that are thrown out by medical providers. And this isn't for all medical providers or all doctors. I'm not against anybody or blaming anybody at all. That's just not their scope all the time they are the best judge of like your body and can give you specific recommendations based on like your pregnancy situation or any risk factors that you might have so definitely take those into heart take those seriously if you're given specific recommendations for your body or specific limitations for your body so definitely you be the best judge of that But I do want to call out some myths that you've probably heard before, or maybe you've been told and maybe you've believed them. I know that I, you know, personally was told these things in my first pregnancy and I questioned them, but I know a lot of moms don't question them and they're like, oh, that's just a fact. And the first one is to not lift over 25 pounds in pregnancy. This is a big one that's thrown out there a lot. And I just have to say, what about the the pregnant moms with toddlers? (laughs) I... Definitely was still lifting my toddler in pregnancy, and I think it's just really important to strengthen your body and prepare it for the demand, such as lifting your toddler throughout a pregnancy um, and just doing other day-to-day tasks. But even if you enjoy weightlifting, I have had clients who have lifted dumbbells and barbells because they love that throughout their pregnancy. And if that's something that you love to do and that supports you, it really just depends on your fitness level and your form and how you're caring for your body. But with that one, with strength training, you're more likely to do harm to your body if you're using unsafe practices than doing harm to your your baby. So just keep that in mind. There's no like hard and fast rule weight limit. It's really going to be relative to your fitness level and what you're doing in your form. Another myth that you may have heard or been told is that we shouldn't be running or jumping in pregnancy and that it's just going to like slosh around the baby in there or something like that. Now that is not true. Um, Again, this is another case where you'd probably be doing more harm to 
your body than to the baby. Your baby's very protected in there. Um, so if you are interested in running or doing jumping workout, jumping related movements, um, through your second trimester is usually fine as long as you're feeling fine, but it will start to put pressure on your pelvic floor and the joints of your pelvis. And so we really just want to be cautious of those things and then at least stop them. And in my opinion, we should be stopping them by the third trimester just to preserve your core um, and pelvic floor. So again, lots of moms do run into that third trimester because they love it. They feel good with it. For me, it's just probably too big of a risk and I don't really advise that, but to each his own. So just want to bust that myth that you can safely run and jump in pregnancy again, as long as it's feeling good to you. Another myth that maybe you've heard is that you should keep your heart rate below 140 beats per minute. Anything over that could do harm to the baby. Now that is again, not a hard and fast rule. It's again, going to be relative to your fitness level and as we get into the safety tips, I'm going to give you another form or way of gauging your heart rate and your intensity in your workouts in a safe way. So just know for now that you don't have to keep your heart rate below a certain place in order to keep it safe. Again, it's really going to come down to feel and a tip that I'll give you here in just a sec. And then finally, this last myth kind of just wraps everything up that we just talked about, but maybe you've been told that you should just walk and do yoga. Now, I'm a big supporter of walking and yoga. I think they're great. I think that they fit in a well-balanced routine with strength training and core and pelvic floor work. So adding in some other elements are absolutely okay. And even adding in jogging or hit work, things like that to keep your interest level there and also keep it safe. So you can fit all the things into a well-rounded routine and make it really supportive for your body. It doesn't have to be like you staying in bubble wrap for your entire pregnancy. You can, you can absolutely choose to do whatever you want from this information. I'm just laying it out there. So as a pre and postnatal fitness coach and mom of two, I have lifted weights throughout my pregnancies. I've supported clients lifting weights and doing interval training safely. There are many, many ways to modify these things to make these activities safer for mom and baby. I know that so many times there's just so many don'ts in pregnancy when it comes to exercise, when it comes to what you can eat. There's so many things that feel off limits. And really what I want you to take away from this is that there doesn't have to be so many limits to exercise. Sure, there are definitely some to make it safe, but I just don't want you to have this underlying fear that you're going to cause harm to your baby because there are so many ways to make these activities safer. Now, this is a direct quote from ACOG, which is the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology. ACOG advises those with uncomplicated pregnancies to engage in aerobic and strength training activities before, during, and after pregnancy with a goal of at least 20 to 30 minutes per day of moderate intensity activity on most, if not all, days of the week. So they are very much for strength training and cardio training. So if your medical provider is saying don't lift weights, that is BS unless it is specifically related to a complication that you have. All right. So just question everything. That's kind of like what I always say is just like question the things if it feels a little off to you. And if you're like getting random information or you have questions, I just want to encourage you always to visit me over on Instagram at strong mama wellness. Send me a DM. I love chatting with you guys here. Who's listening to the podcast and just answer further questions there. So that door is open for that as well. 
Now I want to talk some safe exercise tips and guidelines because I know safety is huge. That is kind of what we've talked about so far. So if exercise in general is not correlated to causing a miscarriage, how can we make sure we're using these safe practices to further make sure that we're keeping ourselves and our baby safe? So the first thing I'll say is pretty obvious, but avoid high-risk activities such as high heat and humidity. So in pregnancy, the fetus's temperature is very much related to your temperature. So if you are exercising in the high heat, high humidity of wherever, like let's say it's the peak of summer and it's really hot, you're exercising outside and you're sweating, you would know, right? your body is going to be really hot. And that could also, especially early on in pregnancy, not be great for your baby. So high heat and humidity is off the table. Scuba diving, off the table. And any activity that risks abdominal trauma. So these are pretty obvious, pretty standard. If you are pregnant, you probably already know this. The next safety tip is to stay within a safe intensity. And this is kind of going off of that myth that I had shared earlier about staying under 140 beats per minute. Since that is not a good guideline anymore, that's actually outdated information from, I think, like the 1980s. So disregard that and use this instead. The tool is RPE scale. RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion. Essentially, you would want to check in with yourself in the middle of exercise and rate your perceived exertion or perceived intensity on a scale of one to 10. So imagine one at the bottom of this like temperature gauge and one you're like laying down, you're completely rested. And then a 10 is like you laying flat on the floor, exhausted, so tired, you have nothing left. So scale of one to 10, ideally you want to stay within six to eight, no higher than eight. And that is, if you think about it, it's going to be about 60 to 80% of your exertion. And you can really go by feel of this one. You can trust your body to know and tell you when you're kind of creeping into that nine, 10 phase. Most of us probably aren't going to want to work that hard in pregnancy anyway. I mean, we're already exhausted and experiencing so much body change that it's unlikely that we're going to push ourselves to that level unless we are a supreme athlete. So if you are, if you're somebody who like competes or does CrossFit or things like that, like definitely keep this in mind. And for everybody, six to eight is really the range that you would want to be in. So do those little check-ins. And I go into this a little bit more in episode 63. So if you want to learn more about this process and intensity and stuff like that, then definitely head back to episode 63. Another thing along this lines is that you want to stay well hydrated to protect against any heat stress. So just make sure you are hydrating your body before, during, and after a workout. Finally, warning signs. I can't get out of this episode without talking warning signs. I'm not going to get into them too deep. I do have a warning sign episode. If you scroll back a bit, I don't have the episode top of mind right now, the episode number. It wasn't super long ago um, past this episode, but I will name the warning signs here that you should just look out for. Um, This goes with listening to your body. You don't want to push through any pain. And if you feel any pressure in your pelvic floor, any heaviness in your pelvic floor region, that would be a warning sign. Leaking pee incontinence, especially with things like jumping or lifting or any other exercise. So leaking urine or leaking stool is a warning sign. Another warning sign would be dizziness. So feeling lightheaded from your workout, you can definitely 
if you feel that you can try um, to have like a snack or think back to when your last meal time was um, a lot of times our blood sugar is just low because the primary fuel source for your baby is going to be your blood sugar so if you're working out on top of that maybe your blood sugar stores are just extra, extra low and you need to consider a snack before exercise. So definitely something to keep in mind there. Above all, with these warning signs, really anything that feels abnormal to you should be avoided. So avoid those high-risk activities, stay within a safe intensity, stay very well hydrated, and keep an eye out for those warning signs and listening to your body. Again, anything abnormal is just not worth it to push through. Definitely, if it's alarming to you, seek out additional support from a doctor or a physical therapist. Those are always great people to have on your team. So as we wrap this episode up, I know we covered a lot of different things. The primary topic was, can exercise cause miscarriage? And we kind of covered that briefly in the beginning and just stated a flat out, no, they are not correlated as long as we are using these safe practices. So I hope that you were able to gain some peace of mind. I hope that you know that if you have ever experienced a miscarriage or that in the future if you ever do i hope you do not i just want you to know that we do not need to be blaming ourselves for these things we do not need to be blaming our exercise routine so please 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 just know that and also take these safety tips and recommendations to heart so that you can have a really safe and confident experience and that's really what i want for you and for all of my clients is to just feel like you can confidently support your body with movement, with healthy habits, and that you know at the end of the day that you are doing what's best for your body. So I hope that this episode brought you some peace of mind and some confidence. And again, hit me up over on Instagram, send me a DM at Strong Mama Wellness if you have additional questions. And finally, if you are at a place where you have been feeling very unconfident, unsafe, worried, and you really just want to get intentional with your movement so you can prepare for pregnancy, prepare for birth, prepare for a smoother postpartum, and you want that clear guidance, you want that accountability, that motivation, then I'm your girl. Definitely look into what it looks like to work together one-on-one. -on -one. I will drop some links in the show notes so you can get some further information on what that looks like, or again, you can always hit me up over on Instagram and we can chat about if it looks like a good fit for you. So with all that said, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Strong Mama podcast. I'm so thankful that you are here and I will talk to you next time. And that's a wrap, Mama. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Strong Mama podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.